0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 131. In this episode, I'm doing on-air coaching with Susan McDonald. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews, to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, uplevel your marketing and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Susan McDonald who is in my Momentum Mastermind. Susan has not been moving forward with her goals because something is holding her back. She's great at what she does, but something is stopping her from showing the world her brilliance. Listen in and see if you recognize yourself in Susan's story. I've just opened up doors to Somba. Somba is a 12-month MBA program for online entrepreneurs. This is where we help you move from overthinking to taking action to build a profitable online business. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 131 to find out more. I'm so excited to be here with Susan McDonald, who is in my original Momentum group, who is renewing for the third time for 2018. And I'm super excited to have Susan here because we have interacted a lot. She's also a community manager in Samba. But before we dive into your challenge, Susan... A very warm welcome, and please explain what you do.
1: Okay, thank you, Sigrun. Thank you for having me. Um, So what I do is I um, help female online entrepreneurs with a website makeover strategies that help them bring the register. So basically what I help people do is um, take a sort of user experience point of view with their website, uh, their calls to action, and their selling and their products, and making sure that it's easy for visitors and clients to join their list and
0: buy their products. Sounds perfect. Very well put together, Susan. So what is your challenge? You also have a day job, right? That's correct. So
1: I work full time. In addition to working on my my online business, my biggest challenge is just time management and making sure that I use my time strategically and well thought out, well planned out so that I can get all of my things done and stay on point, you know, week by week, month by month.
0: So why do you think, let's say you put a goal doing something and what tends to happen? Do you make a goal like doing something by a certain date or how do you work?
1: Well, I'll be real honest. I feel like in looking back in this last year, I have been more reactionary to my business and, you know, realizing at some point, like, oh, everybody in my mastermind group, they're all doing, you know, a five day challenge. I need to be doing that too. And instead of really taking more time to plan, say, you know, a month out or 90 days out or six months or a year whatever, I, I feel like that is one of my issues and not creating. The other big issue for me is I'm not creating content on a regular basis. So therefore then my ability to be posting and sharing on all the social media channels, you know, little bits here, a quote there, a picture, whatever, and driving people back to my site or my blog. So that's one of my other big issues is I have not been disciplined with my time management and really staying hard and firm to, you know, hitting certain goals or, you know, marking things off my list in a timely fashion.
0: So you show up for work every day that you're supposed to go to work, right? That is correct. You're never sick or late? Well,
1: once in a while I'm sick. Occasionally I'm, I'm a little bit late, but um, I take that commitment very seriously because people are counting on me and it's just how I do things. It's, you know, I want to be there 110% for whoever I'm, you know, working with.
0: But when you work for yourself, you're not showing the same commitment.
1: I would agree with you. For some reason, I have not delivered to myself what I would like to do. So, well, one thing that I thought that I would do coming into the new year is when I have a day off from the day job is that instead of trying to work from home, even though I've created a really nice place for myself to beautiful table, I've got some bookcases with beautiful books, Um, I've created a nice salon in a corner of one of my rooms, what I decided that I would do is really take this uh, more seriously for me and that would mean getting completely dressed and I was going to a job or something, and going to the library for the day or half the day or, you know, trying a, a different cafe or there's museums around Los Angeles where you don't have to pay. You have, probably want to buy a coffee or something, but you can sit in these beautiful environments. And then I don't have the distractions of being in my home. So that's something that I definitely want to plan to try to do. And I think that's going to help me a lot.
0: Yeah. Do you feel res- distracted when you work from home?
1: very distracted because there's always like, you know, I should just get that load of laundry in. I should thaw something for dinner. I should just do up these dishes. And then one thing leads to another. And then I've spent, you know, two hours cleaning the kitchen as opposed to focusing on my job.
0: It can help, but I think there could be also another underlying reason as you're not being fully committed to yourself, to your own success. You see other people kind of setting their goals and going after them, but there's something besides working from home and the distractions. Do you think there could be something else that is holding you back from executing on what you want to do?
1: I think so. I think that there's some block that I have or some lack of belief that I have enough to share with people, enough to deliver to people, enough to make a difference for people I think that's something that I struggle with and I doubt because I feel like I don't have this amazing track record of six figures and, you know, I don't feel like I have all this proof out there of things that I can say to people, well, look at this and I did that and I, you know, helped a hundred people over here and I've made over um, six figures in the first half of 2017. So those are things that I know that simmer in my mind that, you know, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? can I deliver a package or a product that I'm going to be really proud of for someone? Or will it be, you know, hillbilly take together? Not really, but is it going to be the quality that I really want to be associated with myself and my name? Mm.
0: But you know, everybody starts at zero. Yes. So you know that like, it feels like, you know, it intellectually, but you're not like owning it, like really believing it. So everybody starts at zero And so when these people start and they have no track record, they don't have the six-figure business yet, what do you think they teach? Why should someone buy anything from them?
1: I think people have to figure out what they're good at and what they can get booked out on. What skill do they have that they can be selling and helping people immediately? So identifying what that skill is and the need in the market and going after being able to help those people with skills and abilities that you have, that there's a market for and that you can sell that to.
0: Even without the track record?
1: Even without the track record. Because I think once you start showing up, say in a Facebook Live, in a blog post, on a little short video on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, people can tell the difference between real and authentic and oh yeah, wow, that's a great point she has versus someone who's trying to read off of a script or talking about things that they don't feel confident, the confidence will come across.
0: So I didn't have a six-figure business, and I did weekly webinars, and you were probably you were there from the beginning, Susan, so I you think, know. I think so I know. was. <laughs> yes. And I added about 100 people to my list with every webinar, and I did it on a weekly basis. I did invest in Facebook ads, which I think is important, but I just taught what I... New like MailChimp, Lead Pages, Canva. And I couldn't say, even if I, just like you, was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have this track record. You know, there's always going to be someone that is further along than you. So when right. I was in your shoes, I was also thinking, well, I wish I had, you know, also had worked with so many clients and I could say, oh, if you work with me, you're going to make 100,000. Now, four years later, I can, and it's great, but I had to do that work without saying anything like that. The only thing I could say, well, come and join my webinar because I really know how to use Canva. You know, you can make pretty images in five minutes. So whatever that is, and you know this, you just described to me, just take the skill you have, just take the knowledge you have, and people are not looking for track records. Actually... I think when somebody says, oh, I have a six-figure business, in most cases, we don't believe them.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah? There's so much on the internet, and our trust levels are really, really low. So it's actually better to build up confidence and trust without throwing around numbers. Just tell them, hey, I'll teach you in an hour how to do this, and if you can do that, they'll come back, and they want to learn the next thing from you, and the next thing, and the next thing. And then they suddenly start to say... Well, you should go to Susan. She really knows her stuff. Right. But it starts with showing up for just be also willing to start with zero.
1: Right, right. And I'm certainly willing to do that. And I think that that and also I want to just add that I enjoy just, for example, like Canva. You know, I could spend an entire day just having fun tootling around in Canva. I also enjoy lead pages and meet Edgar and all of those things so for me, I'm also hoping that whatever I'm going to be sharing or teaching with any potential client or, you know, just something for free, like you're saying a webinar, I feel like I want to be excited about it and passionate about it myself. So those kinds of tools I am excited about, and I think that they're amazing. So I think that that is something also that I want to be able to connect with people that, you know, I'm really passionate about this particular product and here's how you can use it and use it for your business and use it smart. So yeah, I'm really on board with that idea of doing like a webinar, as you're saying, to share and train some people who might not have even... Like I have a friend who'd never heard of Canva, a good friend of mine. And Mm. so it was just kind of our funny conversation because she's very artistic and I'm like, you are so missing the boat. So I had a fun session showing her how to do it.
0: Doing webinars is just an example how someone like myself built a list. And it was in reference to you saying... Well, I don't have the track record. So this is a block that you have to get rid of. It's kind of a story. It's almost like we can easily use it as an excuse every time we go out and do something. Every time you uh, feel like you want to be proactive or build a list or go out there, you say to yourself, well, people are not going to buy it from me anyway, or people are not going to sign up for my list anyway, because I don't have a track record. Like this could be going on in your head. Uh, subconsciously and sometimes consciously because you shared it Mm -hmm. already. So a part of you is knowing this, but a part of you is carrying this story of not being enough. And we are all enough. You are enough. I'm enough. And it's not about money. It's just as human beings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as a human being, you're enough, Susan. Right? And you have every right as anybody else, you are unique and you're good at things and the world wants to see it, wants to know it. And what you're really good at too is selling and creating jewelry and knowing what's good quality versus crappy quality. And so there's all these skills and you just have to figure out how you can match your skills with the needs out there. When I decided to start to teach Canva, that was a random thing. It was not strategically thought through, make a plan. I was just active in Facebook groups. Everybody was struggling with Canva. I was already good at it. I'd used it for two weeks or so. You know, it was Mm -hmm. not like I was the master at it, Mm -hmm. but I was two steps ahead. You only have to be two steps ahead of your clients. There are going to be people right now who are starting their business. They have no idea how to make graphics. On the other hand, there are people out there who have been in business for years and they possibly want to learn how to do Photoshop. You don't want them. You're just whoever needs you. Especially people like myself. I used to start with all these webinars like Canva, Mail, Tim Bleed Pages. Now I teach this only inside my membership. I don't do it free training anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I move away from a niche and there's a gap for someone else to fulfill. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to do all these webinars. We're just using the webinars as an example of that anybody can start an online business right now and just teach what they know. And you do it for free to build your list. And then you start to charge for it because people Mm -hmm. will automatically want to work with you. You have to know how to ask for the sale, all that. But you got to get over this block of feeling you have to have a track record in this or that. I know 20-year-olds that just come on the internet and start to do websites and sell websites for thousands of dollars. And I'm like, hey, they didn't go to a web designer school, if there is one for that matter. There's so much you can do without having certifications or years of experience or even track records from your clients. Like nobody's going to ask you, Susan... How many have successfully done a Canva image after watching a webinar? Right. Does it sound like a stupid question? Right. Nobody's going to ask that. If it feels like you know what you're talking about, I'll trust you and I want to listen to more from you. Mm -hmm. You are enough, Susan. I don't want you to doubt your skills anymore. And this is for anyone listening or watching this podcast later on. We are all enough. And we just have to get out there and get out of this mindset to be certified, you know. Right.
1: Because then I become paralyzed and I don't do anything, which has been the example that is realized this year. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I counted up my blog posts. I mean, I knew there weren't a lot, but I'm like, okay, five. Well, I'm like, you know, if you listen to anyone in online business, everyone says the same thing, content, consistency, content. So I mm. definitely failed there. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, correcting that in 2018 and yet forgetting i need to forget about the enough just deliver and you know help some people
0: yes and you mentioned the very important thing content and consistency so you have been sitting there thinking of doing a blog post and you get paralyzed because you don't have the track record and all these things coming up another thing that paralyzes on entrepreneurs is that well if i write this blog post will it matter you know how many will read it but the thing is If you don't write this one, you're not going to write the next one and the next one. And then there's not going to be, as you said, at the end of the year, 52 blog posts for every week of the year. Right. Because that's, you know, what's needed. I just recorded an interview. uh, So this will have been aired before this episode airs with Dory Clark, who writes for Harvard Business Review. I was... Very impressed when I saw that. It's kind of one of these magazines you read when you do an MBA or a CEO and being accepted there takes a lot. And she was sharing how difficult it was for her. She was a journalist. She had track records from other publications and still they didn't accept her. She had written two or 300 blog posts in other places before she got accepted. Wow. So I think that's where you also stop in your tracks. Could it be like, you're just thinking, you're sitting there Sunday afternoon, you could be out in the sun and you're thinking of writing a blog post and you think, what does it matter to write this blog post or not? Yeah. It may feel a waste of time, but on the other hand, if you don't do it, there's not going to be another one and another one and ultimately lead to some success.
1: Exactly. I think this is another example of, what's that saying? The sum of the parts is worth more than the individual pieces and yeah. but creating that volume or that body of work and getting that footprint out there on the internet. And even if I was doing like, say even half as many a year, like 26 a year, you know, unless I was doing it precisely like every two weeks, every two weeks, I think again, that consistency, but it's for me just buckling down with committed work habits and penciling things into my, I have a beautiful, planning calendar and I put you know list of personal things to do, but I need to use it more for taking those bigger projects like just writing a blog post. It's hard for me to sit down and write one blog post and complete it in 30 minutes or an hour just because Mm. I know that I need more time. So I think if I break it down and say, okay, let's get point, if it's five points I want to make in a blog post, break that down and and say, okay, I'm gonna work for 30 minutes on point one. I'll set the timer and when the timer goes off, I can check that off my list for the day. And that way I know that I'm getting just building block after building block to get to the completed project.
0: And you know, intellectually, exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's those moments of doubts that come up when we sit in front of a project is, as you said, an individual blog post doesn't matter necessarily. Unless it's an epic blog post, 3,000, 5,000 words or something like that. But let's say an individual blog post doesn't matter. But if you don't do it in mass, you're not going to be noticed. And it's very noisy on the internet. And this is one of the reasons I did 100 episodes in 100 days. Now, it's not that I'm now a world famous podcast host, but I've made a footprint. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not going to overlook me if you're looking for podcasts. Topics on online business. It's gonna my name is gonna come up. Because I didn't want someone to find me and see five episodes or ten. I wanted them to see hundred. Like this is someone who's committed, consistency,
1: content. Yes,
0: Yes. I agree.
1: If I came across that without knowing you, I'd be like, whoa, who's this person? She's got a you know, 105 episodes. You know, I gotta listen to some of these. So yeah. Yeah. So
0: think about that for yourself. I think it's less about the calendar, although that's important, and I'm going to come to that in a second. Understand why you're doing it. You are creating a continuous flow of work. You're showing up for yourself. At the Mm -hmm. same time, the level of trust builds up with your potential clients. I don't buy anything from anybody that has written five blog posts, let's say, you know, Mm -hmm. just taking that example from you. Or someone that starts a podcast and they brought out one episode and they quit. Like, what does that say? That's why being an author, writing a book gives you so much credit because a published book shows mm-hmm. the world that you have the stamina to write a book, finish it, publish it, and we know how much work it is, right? right. So luckily we don't have to publish a book. We can do a blog post or a podcast or Facebook lives, but the stamina is the key. And I know it's hard. You do 10 or you do 100 and you feel nobody's listening or watching. Mm -hmm. But you bet there is someone out there. I'll give you an example from Pat Flynn. I was at the Upreneur Summit and Pat Flynn had been doing lots of podcast episodes, probably 100. I had the feeling it was even more. And he was about to give up. He thought, what's the point? You know, and I know it as a podcast host myself, the download numbers don't really go like They don't skyrocket. They just trickle in and up and down depending on episodes. Mm -hmm. And then he gets an email from a guy in Poland who had been paralyzed in bed. And listening to Pat Flynn gave him the courage to fight and run a marathon. And he had a picture of himself going through the finish line of the marathon And there was all this family and friends that he was thanking. And it says Pat Flynn on his poster that he held walking through the finish line. And Pat Flynn says, I can never stop my podcast. Because just one person like that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that changes everything. And then you know why you're doing it. Whether he's a client or not doesn't matter. But it's the overall vision why you are doing what you're doing.
1: Right. Because it sounds like... You never know who you're going to reach and who you're going to touch and who you're going to motivate.
0: You never know. You never know. So when you suddenly say, well, this individual blog post doesn't matter. Actually, it starts to matter because that blog post can just touch one or two people and they start to do whatever you want them to do. And they're Mm -hmm. going to email you maybe years later and say, Susan, you motivated me to start my business or you motivated me to change my website and now I have 10 new clients. Or I started to use Canva and it's so easy. And I'll tell you, even if we all want to make money, honestly, it's not about the money. It's about those letters that we get, people thanking Mm -hmm. us that we have changed their lives. Mm -hmm. And you can do that too. And then you realize that every blog post matters and every webinar and everything you want to do in your business. Mm -hmm. And to wrap it up, consistency. It's my number one weakness. So if someone tells me I can't do this or that because consistency is just not in my strength and I'll say bullshit if I can do it you can do it. Right. So what I do is I commit publicly to whatever I want to do. 100 podcast episodes in 100 days, mm-hmm. weekly webinars, whatever I want to do I commit co- publicly and I don't want to I don't right. want to fail them. The people that saw my public commitment And I put in my calendar, so, and it's, for instance, when I was doing weekly webinars, they were always Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central European time, Mm -hmm. you know, and yes, there were times that the day before I had not done Facebook ads. Yes, I'm guilty, but I would email my list and I still got people on the webinar. And then I swore to myself, next week, I'll start to advertise this probably seven days in advance and things like that. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you make the mistakes along but I did all those webinars. You know, you just commit yourself. And even if there's just one person that shows up, do it for them. You never know. It might be exactly the person you need to help. Right, right. So, Susan, what's 2018 going to look like?
1: 2018, definitely going to work on the mindset. What I'm going to do about that, I'm not completely sure, but I'm going to work on that. And I agree with you. It's there. And I think that it's blocking me and it makes me want to throw in the towel or turn and try, you know, the next flavor that I've heard about or read about. But I think making the commitment to take these bigger goals and break it down to smaller goals and know that every week I have, you know, that I'm going to be delivering XXX to myself as well as to my audience followers and develop that those followers working on the mindset issues, I don't think it's something I'm gonna get over in, in one day, but working on the mindset issues and taking this more seriously in the fact that, like we say, I show up for the day job and I'm on time and I deliver and I live up to the brand and you know, I do everything because that's my commitment to that company, to those customers, and I need to make that same commitment to myself and my online business because it's holding me back and I really want to transition at some point I'd like to leave my day job and do this full time, but just making that commitment to to deliver to myself and you know why do it for the other pe- for other people? Why don't I do it for myself? Because I'm the most important person. So exactly. yeah,
0: that's exactly it, Susan. And you will. I will be there watching you and make sure I, you do. I know you will.
1: So <laughs> thank you, Sigrid.
0: Thank you for being on the show, Susan. Just open up the doors to Somba. Somba is a 12-month MBA program for online entrepreneurs. This is where we help you move from overthinking to taking action to build a profitable online business. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 131 to find out more. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Then please go to iTunes and give a review because a review helps other people find the show.